welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Hello, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? I am very good. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm fantastic. It is a it was a bright and sunny day in Boston, and, and our Indian summer is has been extended, so I can't complain. Good, good. Excellent. Excellent. I live in California. It's always sunny in California. It is. Is it awful to always have good weather all the time? No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I went to acting school in Chicago, and then I went right to New York, and I spent between the two of them you know, 25 years, the first 25 years of my adult life. So I'm fine with never having to be in snow again. <laughs> sure, sure. Yes, uh, I grew up in Indiana, so I'm very familiar with chi- the Chicago winters, and I do not, yeah, don't miss that, although it's not any better in Boston. No, it's awful there. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, especially February. <laughs> so I like to start off by asking how you describe yourself and what you do. Well, that's a really great question because I remember I, when I first moved out here 15 years ago to LA is where I lived. I, I've been an actor. So I would say, number one, I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been an actor since I was three. I'm 56 years old. So I've been an actor since I threw myself down the basement stairs dramatically because I apparently had seen it on a TV show and I threw a fit and I threw myself down the basement stairs and my mother enrolled me in creative dramatics the next day. And so I would say that. Okay. Um, Along the way, I mean, I've been a professional working actress for 34 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've worked every year out of acting school. Um, for money as an actor. Um, along the way, I found a greater gift. Um, and that really has come into fruition the last six years of my life. I always helped actors with their careers. Um, that was something that I did. I wrote my first textbook about it in 2006. In the 90s, I had a company called Strategies in New York mm-hmm. where actors would hire me. But then six years ago, I started Actors Fast Track. So I'm a business coach for actors, and I believe that my greater gift beyond being an amazing actress is being uh, amazing at helping actors' dreams come true. I'm really good at building a plan and helping actors become full-time actors. Um, it's just what I found my bigger goal is. Yeah. Well, good. All right. Well, so let's, there's a lot there to unpack. Yes. So let's, right. So let's start with you. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I love your intro story about, uh, being three years old and throwing yourself down the stairs dramatically. It's true. But, uh, but so <laughs> beyond that, why did you want to become an actor? Well, I think I was a growing up. I was a, um, but an indoor kid. I had lots of friends and my parents were very social, but I was fat. So I was teased a lot. And 
I stumbled when I stumbled onto acting and I realized that I was something I was really good at and people didn't care if I was fat because they thought I was so good in the play. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my God, you were so good in the play. Right. And so it was a way for me to get attention, um, which I craved so, uh, so much and still do, but, um, you know, it, at early on. And then I found out that you could actually, I had parents that were awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I found out that I, I could actually go to school for it acting. And then, um, as far as figuring out how to make a living acting, no one taught me that. Mm-hmm. They did teach me that after acting school, but no one taught me that in acting school. Um, because they don't know that how to teach it. Right. Um, but, but yeah. So, um, anyway, did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it did. So that, so that, um, so I, I didn't go to school for acting, but I went to school for theater on the design side and they also don't teach you the business of anything basically. Yeah. So why, why do you think that is? So there are, you know, there are phenomenal. Because they don't know. Yeah. Okay. Because they don't know. Yeah. Okay. First of all, because the story is so thick that we buy into. Mm-hmm. So let me unpack that story yeah. a little bit for you. Okay. Here's the story. It's the hardest thing that, as an actor, it's the hardest thing you can ever do. It's all about luck. Uh, you're a freelancer. You have no control. These are all things that I was told. Mm-hmm. So therefore, when I have to make money, I don't think of acting because I've been told that I can't do that. So I go wait tables or do, you know, uh, data entry or whatever I do. Mm-hmm. I'm a nanny and I don't focus on becoming a full time actor. What, what I've realized the last six years is that by turning these actors into full time actors, they started getting full time results. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, everything that I was ever told was false. Because I asked myself, what if you had to make a living acting? Like, what if you had no other choice? What would you do differently than you're doing right now? The other thing that artists are led to believe is it's really bass backwards to any other kind of business. In an everyday business, the most important thing is to capture the cash, sell your wares, sell your products. Right. So actors are told to get an agent, which is to get a salesperson. Now, I've been in business for six years, and I'm the primary salesperson for Actors Fast Track. I do have a sales team, mm-hmm. but guess who sold the most? I'm guessing you. Yes. <laughs> and I want to be really clear about how much I've sold in six years to poor, starving artists. Ready? $1.38 million Wow. To poor, starving artists. Yeah. That's another mistrue statement. We are told you're a poor, starving artist. I'm a poor, starving artist. So when you act like a poor, starving artist, guess what you get? You poor, are. starving artist back. Right, right. <laughs> right? And so, you know, yeah. So um, um, there's a lot of uh, what I think is that most people that are teaching in, in acting school, a lot of them are failed actors that went to and, – and because they didn't understand – and they didn't have me. And I wish, you know, I've had a very good career, but I wish I would have had me at 17. Mm-hmm. You know, to someone say, oh, yes, 
everything you want, you can achieve. And now in 2018, there is so much work. The, the problem is that the ways of getting the work are what's breaking down. So I feel like I caught the wave at the exact right time Actors Fast Track did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we don't worry about the ways of doing business. Yes, a lot of my clients, most of my clients have good agents and managers and they get auditions that way. But so many more of them have made huge inroads by not going that direction. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, so let's. So let's talk about mindset then for a second, because it sounds like that's what you're really hitting on, on, on the mindset of the starving artist yeah. or the starving actor. How do you, in your programs, help artists to get beyond that starving actor mindset? Okay. So first of all, we put them in action. So many actors are not in action, which I find hilarious because Wait, what that's... Does that, what does that mean, in action? Like that, okay, so... Yes. So actually taking actions that are going to get them results. So like all of our clients do five sales calls a week. So what I find is that there's two things, structure and systems that, you know, because an actor is very emotional generally. And, you know, think about this and improvisation, we have rules, right? If we didn't have rules, it would just be a bunch of emotional people trying to be funny on stage instead of we have rules that create boundaries, right? So by giving systems like creating full-time actors, which mean five sales calls a week, even if the house is falling down, mm -hmm. right? So the systems are, are really right. So what, what is, what's a sales call for an actor? Okay. Great question. Now, in a real world, a sales call, I've told in, as an entrepreneur, a sales call is not a sales call unless you make an offer. So you could, like, I could talk to an actor three or four times before I ever offer them a package to work with me or work with us. Yeah. Right? So those don't count in my business as a sales call. But in the actor world, since they generally don't focus on the customer, what I like to do is I like to get them focused on the customer. So any outreach, it can be a drop off. And so their customers, first of all, are casting directors, directors, producers and writers. Somewhere in those realms are where our customers are. Mm -hmm. So if every week I'm doing a drop off to someone on my list that I've created or a warm letter or a postcard or I'm pitching myself on the phone or I'm doing a casting workshop. But it's that constant, of, you know, so it can be any of those things can count as a sales call. OK, very interesting. So I've never really heard of actors doing sales calls, which is it's uh, I think it's quite extraordinary. It's, it's a very proactive way versus just kind of. So do you also encourage, you know, the, 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 like the, the normal audition process or is this, or, oh, yeah. or your system? I mean, you know, what's, what's really interesting about that is for years I taught, I taught people how to go around agents yeah. because my very first experience was with that was I was in New York and they were doing the crucible, um, at the roundabout, which is like the ultimate theater to work at in New York city. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I was the best Mercy Lewis. And I went to my agent 
and I was 27 years old. I went to my agent and I said, I want to play Mercy Lewis. He said, you don't have the name to play that. So I took my stuff. I went to Pat McCorkle's. I asked for the audition. I got the job. Wow. So for many years, I taught people how to go around agents, but now it's mandatory. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, agents are going to go by the wayside because we're living in the beginning of an exponential change that is happening very quickly in this country, which means that anything that doesn't take common sense and can be replaced by a computer will be, right? And so what we're going to see is that's going to go away, right? And so how we get to our customers, if you know how to get you to your customers, you can withstand anything happening. Mm-hmm. But actors are inactive. They they sit around waiting till the perfect agent comes along. You're never going to find a perfect agent if you don't already have an activated business. You know, without you look like Angelina Jolie or something. Right. And went to Juilliard, you know. <laughs> and even if you did that, I mean, I have clients that went to Juilliard, Yale, NYU, Northwestern, Old Globe. Those are my clients because they think that going to those schools would get them what they desired, but it did not. Right. right. But they're a good thing to do. I'm not yeah. saying they're not. You know? <laughs> I know. I, I went to two of those schools, and I also have uh, friends who are not employed as actors also. Mm-hmm. So it happens. Excellent. Okay, so okay, so an actor finds your program, and what is one of the first things you do to help them or work walk them through okay so the first thing that i always do is ask an actor what do you want not what you think you can get mm-hmm. but if i could wave a magic wand over your head what would you want because that's we have to start that mm-hmm. and then we have to see you know okay so let me give you an example That's not a very good example, but I will give you that example. Um, all right. So I had a girl hire me and she already had 30,000 followers on Instagram mm-hmm. and she wanted to be on law and order and get an agent and go on law and order. And I'm like, I think you should focus on the Instagram because what she really, really wanted to do was be on Saturday Night Live. Mm. She just wanted to do that because that seemed like the thing that everyone wants to do. Right. Right. And I was like, OK, first of all, you're a 20 something white girl. So forget that. Like the get the agent, be on law and order. That's so old school. Let's go over here to the 30,000 followers that you already have and build that. And now she's at a half a million followers a year later mm-hmm. and she, her tape for Saturday Night Live will get watched. Yeah. Right. And so. One question I always ask is, do you. You know, how important is it to, you know, if there's someone that was able to pay me in full and money is not as important of a big issue for them, then if they want to be a movie star and do political movies, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to tell them that's I can help you do that and we can get there. But it's not going to deliver financial means for you right off the bat. It's a longer game. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the first play. Like, I have to figure out what game we're playing and any of my coaches, you know, like, what do you want? And then what game you're playing? Um, Because, you know, 
we want them to get results. And so like I had a girl hire me that was getting huge results in theater, but she wanted to do TV and film. It's like, I don't think you've done playing that theater game. You can get a lot more. And because of that, get TV and film. Mm -hmm. So let's spend some time over there. So the first thing is we have to identify what is the game we're playing? What's the plan we're building? And then we build a plan. It always starts with brand. Mm -hmm. You have to clarify that because if they, you know, we have to have the, the clarity of the product that's going to get us in the room and get us hired. Mm -hmm. And then we go to who are we, who's going to buy us. Those are our customers. And then we go right into sales and we make a sales plan. Every one customer that comes to Actors Fast Track, we talk about building their acting business. They all have a business plan. Every client. And we've had thousands of clients, but we have currently about 75 clients. And we have six coaches right now, but we have four going through training. Mm -hmm. So besides myself. So that's what we do. That's where we start. Yeah. Excellent. You know, because most, okay, so most of the time actors are like, oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go do this. And none of it equals anything. Right. So do you base off of their brand? And so I, I, I think it's absolutely amazing that you're talking in, in like legitimate business terms with and describing actors that way. Cause I haven't heard people do that before, but okay. So with the particular brands of actors, do you then encourage them to go depending on their brand, a different region? So if they're, they should be maybe in more Atlanta with their brand versus LA or well, Chicago right or New now, York. If I have a client, like I know you interviewed Jordan, she's a client yeah. and you know, if I have a client that's not booked yet in New York or L.A., um, and I just need them to get those first couple of co-stars because it'll keep them going and it'll keep them in the game and it'll give them a little bit more fodder. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'm sending them to Atlanta right now because there's a lot of people asleep at the wheel in Atlanta and there's more work than there's ever been. And it's in Atlanta. So it's pretty easy if you know how to audition on tape. To go down there, get now they're still running their business down there, really agent. It's all about the agent down there that hasn't gone anywhere. In fact, I was told it's not going to go anywhere. Okay, whatever. Uh, it's the South. It'll go last. You know, L.A. Right. will go first. Anything to do with acting in that business, L.A. is always the first to go. Yeah. And so L.A. is already on its way. Uh, but anyway, in the meantime, they're very agent and it's good because their agents really talk to each other and are keeping their, you know, they want to not lose their jobs. So they're working really, really hard. Um, so, but it's very easy to get an agent down there if, you know, I mean, like I could, I could do an agent plan with someone in New York and LA and they could take that down and get an agent in two days. Every client that's gone down there has gotten an agent for okay. in two days. Sure. So it's really easy down there right now. And there's more work than there's ever been. And yes, they want you to come into the room, but Oh, and uh, George Pierre, who's a big casting director down there, he was on my panel and he said that 80% now of the things that are shot being down there are being cast down there. Oh, okay. That's what he said. Yeah. That's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so with your man, there's actually a few other questions. Um, okay, so actors who are just starting out. So let's say yeah. 
fresh out of out of school, um, don't have that many credits, that kind of sense. What advice would you give them then, so that they could build up their portfolio and and get the work they wanted to? Hire me. Um, <laughs> well, you asked. Uh, um, I would say get a plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, write down, take some time to write down the things that you want, that you really want. Why did you go to acting school? What was the dream? I find that the people that write, like I always ask actors, how much money do you need to survive a month? And they'll tell me, oh, around this. I'm like, no, I want to know to the penny how much you need to cover. And like, because we talk about money a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, get really clear with yourself, even if it takes like you not, you know, everyone wants to get out of acting school and jump right in and start auditioning. You know, people tell me, I will, I plan on starting an audition. I'm like, well, how are you going to start auditioning? How are you going to get those auditions? Actors access, or as I like to say, actors no access. And so, oh, okay, that's not, actors no access has a conversion rate of like 0.5%. And you're we always work at getting our actors at converting at 10%. Mm-hmm. So what that means is for every 10 drop-offs they do, they're getting one audition or one thank you note. They're getting one response. And then we're always working at upping those conversion rates. So if you're sitting, first of all, don't, don't, a lot of actors go do what they think they can get or, oh, I'm just doing student films to get a reel. Okay, that's a stupid reason to do student films. I personally think it's a stupid reason. You don't need a real number one. Mm -hmm. You need a headshot that represents your brand and a clip. That's it. You don't need all the, the kitchen sink and everything to start your business, right? I mean, I started Actors Fast Track with a $300 website, right? So you just, you, you get out there and start selling your wares and guess what? It'll come your data. If you listen to the data and you pay attention to the data, people will tell you they'll they'll tell you what you are and what you are not and how they see you and how they don't see you. Mm-hmm. If you went to acting school, you should already know that even if you weren't taught anything about brand, whatever you're you were cast as in acting school is what people see you as. And that's the quickest path to cash for you. So it's it's better to lean in it, lean into it than fight it. Yes. Yes. And sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes you 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 know, I had a kid that I worked with and he was like he looked like Brad Pitt. I I used to work for a school and I I would I had three managers fighting over this kid from the postcard. They hadn't even seen him act. Right. So he goes with like the really big manager, the star manager. She's at the end of her career. He fell through the cracks and, you know, he got cast as a bad kid and he dyed his hair black. And this was like five years in. Everything changed for him. Right. He realized, oh, I'm the bad guy. And then, boom, his career just took off. Right. So it was happening. So sometimes we, you know, every famous big business has ebbs and flows fails you know sometimes we get new headshots from dana patrick or some expensive photographer and then we go out and people go who is this it doesn't even look like you mm-hmm. you know um and so we we you know we 
We try to, like at Actors Fast Track, I really try to save people money because I think actors waste a whole lot of money. Right? A whole lot of money. Because like I said, they go and they go, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. So, you know, start with a plan. Take time to really sit down and go, what am I wanting? If you look at someone like Jennifer Lopez, look at her career. You know, she was like, dancer. I'm going to go do dancing. I'm going to dance on TV. Done. I'm going to go get a part in a movie. I mean, like each little thing was a little, you know, so, so if you're just kind of willy nilly, well, I just want to work, you know, actors tell me all the time, well, Valerie, I just want to make money acting. I want to work for, I want to be a working actor. I'm like, okay, let me ask you two questions. Do you have a job? Yes. Do you call that working? Yes. Three questions. Do you call yourself an actor? Yes. You're getting exactly what you're asking for. Hmm. You're a working actor. Yeah. That's not specific, so you're not going to get a result. It's right. like having an inspecific um, objective in a scene. Same thing. Yeah. Yes. So what's your take on utilizing social media for actors who are just starting off? Or do you, like, is it just it's something imperative. that should, it's, it's imperative now? It's imperative now. Yeah. Now, do you, is there, like, so you you mentioned Instagram before. Do you prefer Instagram versus? I think Instagram's like, the, the easiest, and that's where you're finding the most. Instagram stock is growing. Instagram doesn't have the problems that all the rest of them have. It's a place, it's perfect for actors because it's about pictures and videos. What more would you want? It's where the influencers are living, and, you know, it's so funny because I recently, my company recently met with CAA's digital department and they told me something that made me laugh because they said, they go, well, our people don't want the directors they're going in for to know they're there because they're influencers. Well, I have an influencer that I'm working with. She doesn't care yeah. because she knows when she gets in the room, she's going to knock their socks off because she's a William Esper trained actress and she's very good at what she does. And so she just used social media to get there. Gotcha. Social media is like, look, I always tell my actors, your acting business is like a restaurant. And now all restaurants come with a light up billboard that's 20 feet in the sky. You have a choice of you want to turn that billboard on or not. That's your social media. Gotcha. And also, it's just silly because, look, I have. I have a woman who hired me who had done a ton of theater. She's my age. Like she'd done reputable theater, like La Jolla and things like that, but she hadn't done any TV or film. And so the first process we put her through, she just started with me in January. The first process we put her through was branding. And, um, the, and she came up with this like, you know, sour puss secretary. Okay, so she just did a huge national commercial with Chuck Norris where she played his sourpuss agent. So totally on brand. Now she has the clip. Yeah. But she she didn't have any clip or anything to get that. Now she has a clip that's perfect brand. She started doing social media, the Urban Dictionary, and so she does these words, and she's very, very dire about it, and it's hilarious. And so she can use that to, to uh, advertise herself. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you take your your buyer list, your customer list and you go to social media with their email addresses on Facebook or Instagram and you buy advertisement, you can match all their email addresses. Right. 
So, you know, it's a billboard. It's a lit up billboard. And if you choose not to light up your billboard because you feel bad that you have a big billboard outside your restaurant, that's on you. But social media is imperative, imperative. It's a, it's not a, it's not a maybe anymore. Sure. So with your, your company, at what point would you prefer that an actor come to study with you? Either you know, in the early days before they even, let's say, have had training? Well, that would be the best training. would save them a lot of heartache <laughs> came to me in the early days. But most people, like, get out of acting school. I always – Christy Stakey was a client of mine, and she went to the same acting school I, I went to. Mm-hmm. And she – you know, and I saw her in her showcase, and I was like, I need to work with you, right? And – it took her about a year. She's like, and she told, she said, you know, I thought, oh, I went to one of the best acting schools in the country. I've got this. And then she realized, oh, wait a minute. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what, what how do I do this? Right. Yeah. So I, I would love for them to come on early, but what I find is most people stumble on right about before they're out, about ready to give up. Okay. Right. I, I get a lot of those people. You know, I've been out of NYU or been out of Northwestern for two years. And, you know, they thought, you know, I had a Carolyn Faye Kramer, who's my lead coach, went to Northwestern. She'd done a show at Steppenwolf that was supposed to go to Broadway and then it didn't. And then she found herself in New York for two years on the verge of quitting. Then she met me. Mm-hmm. Um, and now... She's having a crazy career. Uh, she's on all the shows. I mean, her, her career's just blowing up, right? She's been working with me and she's one of my, our coaches for four years. But she called, she said, I would, she said, I felt like I was in a hole and you reached down and said, come this way. Um, whereas Jordan was someone that really sought me out. She's a character, you know, she came to me at the after pro expo and she's like, I've looked at all the business of acting and you're the best. And I want to work with you. And it took her about a year, but then she started working with me. And so she just hired us for another year. I love Jordan. She's yeah. a go getter. Okay. You know, a go getter. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. So with a lot of this, there has to be some kind of element of overcoming fear. And I know actors maybe are a little bit better at that because they do put themselves out there often. But there's a lot of, you know, hangups and fear about a lot of different things. I'm sure the way that you are teaching them to approach the business of acting, also there's a lot of fear behind that. How yeah. do you get them to push past fear? I don't have to do that as much anymore because my group is so powerful that they get the support they need to go get past whatever they are fearing, whether it's someone to go take them on their first drop off mm-hmm. or it's someone to, uh, you know, help them get, figure out how to put themselves on tape or whatever the fear is. Um, you know, I mean, just like anything, some people don't, um, one of my favorite fear stories is I had a young lady. Her name is Anna Maria Perez. She hired me and she, um, she had been in a film with my original success story when I started Actors Fast Track, Maria Mesa. She was the female lead in this Sony produced film and Anna Maria was the other part. It was shot in Colombia. Anna Maria was from Colombia. So for a year, she paid me for about a year and a half 
and she was scared. She wanted to do what Maria had done, and Maria had hired me, and a month later, she'd gotten a gigantic manager and started getting big auditions. So a lot of what I did with Maria wasn't what I do with 99% of my clients, right? So she wanted to do what Maria had done. She wanted to get that manager, and that story was so thick with her, she couldn't get away. So finally, she came to my three-day event uh, in 2015, my very first three-day event I did. And we talked a lot about drop-offs. And you know who else was at that three-day event? Joy Nash, who's the lead in Dietland on AMC. Um, and she said, and so after that, a lot of people went on drop-offs together, and she was still scared. So in January... She gets $30 worth of, worth of sprinkled cupcakes, right? And she's going to go to this office to drop off these cupcakes. And I get this text from her, and it's like, fall, because she's Colombian. Fall, fall. I went to Blanca's address, and no one was there. And I'm like, okay. She weighs about 90 pounds, this little actress. And I was like, okay, well, Anna, you can either eat the cupcakes. She wasn't going to eat the cupcakes. Or you could go to the next person on your list. The next person on her list was the person that gave her a series in Columbia. Wow. Right. And, and so in my book, Rule Breakers, she tells that story. She says, in that moment, I sat there going, you know, am I going to let a fear of what someone's going to say when I show up with $30 worth of sprinkled cupcakes like you're a stupid actor? Am I going to let that fear of that happening overshadow my success of what I really want as an actor? Hell no. And so she took the cupcakes and the cupcakes delivered mm -hmm. uh, for her a series, a series, a TV series in Colombia, which she shot the last two years. Yeah. So let's talk about your, your book. So 2017, you wrote Rule Breakers, Changing the Way Actors Do Business. Yes. What? So is that a an extension of your your current business or are there like anecdotal evidence of of um, much like what you just described? Or, yes. Or, tell me more. Yes. About that. There's a lot of stories to give people because what I what helps me and what helps my actors is when they see other people do things in many different ways, because I think part of the problem with schools is they sort of go, this is the way you have to do it. Mm hmm. And the truth is, there is no way, there is no, I've been asking for a rule book for 34 years, no one's ever given it to me. So the rules are generally made up, and it takes an actor a, about six months to get fully encounced in a, and ensconced in a, 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 a straitjacket when they go to New York or L.A. about everything they cannot do. So the first thing I do is say, Fuck that. Go break the rules. Because the people that are break the rules, like every famous movie star friend I have, which is a lot because I've been a working actress for 34 years, they all have a rule breaker story. Every one of them. And yet if, but after it's like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. I mean, and I'm not, you know, someone said, oh, they weren't actually talking about my business, but someone said there's someone out there promoting stalking casting directors. Well, first of all, I seriously doubt that. Number one, I'm not promoting stocking casting directors. What I'm promoting is that you're out there getting the customers to know who you are. Mm -hmm. And if that means taking them a gift, so be it. Gifts work very well. 
And so you might have a casting director in a workshop tell you, don't bring me anything. Don't send me things. Gifts don't work. Well, I beg to differ. I always want you to follow with gifts don't work, except when you brought me those don't those brownies from Fat Witch Bakery. Those were amazing. Or except when you brought me that money tree and I started making all this money. Thank you for that money tree. Or except for when you did this, because I've had a girl say, you know, I've had casting people say, don't send me anything. And then they send them a five dollar Starbucks card and they tweet about it. <laughs> right. So, you know, no stalking is a frame of mind. Mm -hmm. Go see a casting director and, you know, sales is service. Sales is service. It's absurd. They need us to do their job. That's the other thing that we've been sold down the river mm -hmm. on is we've been told that, you know, we're the low man on the totem pole. We've been locked in the trunk of the car. And yet, if you look at the car as a play, commercial, TV show or movie, there's only one person you can't drive a car without. That's us. actors. Right. Um. So how did we get locked in the trunk of the car? That's what I want to know. Mm -hmm. And so the only thing I'm doing is letting people out. Do people have problems with that sometimes? Yes. I mean, but my one of my most famous stories is 20 years ago, I did a drop off of cookies to a famous casting director in New York who screamed at me and told me I was a piece of shit actor and stupid for bringing cookies. But... The person, the little assistant that was sitting in that office that day, 20 years ago, became a much more powerful casting director, producer, and has now currently cast me in my fifth film because of what happened that day. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Because he told himself, see, I changed the way he did business because mm -hmm. of what he saw his boss do. He was so like about it. That he said, I'll never do business that way. Yeah. Oh, I know you can't see me. So for you guys listening, I was like, ah, you know, he was like <laughs> mortified by this woman screaming at me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it sounds like your book is absolutely amazing and that just should be required reading for everybody. Yes. And I can give you a free downloadable copy. Well, how do I do that? Okay. So you text the word rule breakers, all one word, R-U-L-E-B-R-E-A-K-E-R-S, mm -hmm. rule breakers to 38470. You text that word to 38470. 38470. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I will make sure. Kind of Excellent. Well, I also make sure that gets added into the show notes. So if people yeah. didn't pay attention, yeah, they so you can, can download it. And then my other book, unfortunately, which is the actor's workbook, that was published in 2006. It's a textbook, so it's kind of pricey on Amazon okay. because it was published by Pearson Education. I was so funny because I'm teaching from that book when I'm in New York in next in two weeks. And I was reading my old textbook, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, some of the stuff I'm still saying the exact same thing. <laughs> At least you're consistent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So with, with everything that you've done, what would you say has been the best advice you've ever received? If you can be funny, be funny. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, when I first started acting, um, 
when I graduated from acting school in 1984, I wanted to get my acting, um, I wanted to get um, my equity card. You know, that was what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I went to do New Jersey Shakespeare Festival as an as an understudy. And if you spent two years there, which I didn't do, you could get your equity card. I spent a year there and I was like, oh, my God, I can't handle this because they were so unprofessional at the time. Anyway, but I met my my really good friend there um, who visited me this week, 20, how 33 years later. So see. Um, anyway, there was an old actor that was a regular actor. He actually ended up playing oldie on Conan O'Brien when Conan O'Brien used to be in New York. He was that reoccurring character oldie mm-hmm. and he had all like the white beard and everything. And, um, he was a character actor and he had like yellow fingers cause he smoked camel Mon filters. And he said to me, you know, kid, if you can be funny, you should always be funny. And it was so true because when you, went there you had to audition for the understudies you know and normally all the second year understudies were getting everything but what i figured out was the second year understudies wanted to show everyone what great actors they were so when they came in and did their audition scenes they were all doing like juliet and lady Macbeth and stuff like that yeah and i was like so i brought in phoebe you know so did six other girls but I was better than the six other girls because I did what I do better than everyone else mm-hmm. and so you you need to know what you do better than everyone else and I you know funny always makes me money and if you can be funny you should be funny like you shouldn't walk away from that because that will always be money 80% of the jobs out there are funny because if you look at all the commercials and everything it's all funny mm-hmm. right so if you can be funny be funny that's it. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Valerie, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Oh, yeah. And I want to invite people to my event. Yes. So, yes. So, please, let's, we'll start from there. Please uh, tell us about the event and how okay, the great. listeners can get a hold of you. Okay. So, we're doing the three-day event for the fourth year in a row. It's called our Actors Fast Track Game Changer event. It's in Los Angeles from November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th are the three days. Okay. Okay. So, If you are thinking about coming and a lot of people come from New York and a lot of people come from Atlanta, you want to think about staying a few days after because you'll get excited and there'll be people doing drop offs and people that know everyone in in L.A. And so if you want to get to know all the motherships in L.A., because they're usually the mothership for everything you're auditioning for, for that's not in L.A., the motherships are here so you can go do drop offs and get excited. The price for all three days is two ninety seven because the first day is a private retreat, which is catered. Um, so right now, if you text the word actor to three eight four seven zero, and I know this doesn't air, but right now there's six tickets left um, at that price. If you text the word actor to three eight four seven zero, it's a hundred dollars off. Which means the 297 ticket is 197 for three days. You can also go to AFT Game Changer to check out the event, see the videos from prior years. It's very much the first day is a, a, a very intensive retreat that's catered breakfast and lunch. And the next day is an expo with all these casting directors and different acting businesses. And then the third day is that game changer event where we interview on stage 
all of our success stories for that year and they tell you how they did it. Okay. Um, so it's a good deal. It's a great, it's a great event. Yeah. That sounds awesome in November. Okay, great. <laughs> I will make sure those go in the show notes. Thanks. So, yeah. So people can click on through and that's awesome. And then, uh, what's the best place to find you and your business? What's your website? So actors fast track is the business. If you want to reach out to our head of new talent, that is Sarah, S-A-R-A, at actorsfasttrack.com. Sarah is our head of new talent. If you are thinking you might want to talk to us about working with us, and literally we have people from series regulars all the way down to I just got out of acting school, um, you know, and so what is the best thing for you? You know, I uh, is is Actors Fast Track a good place for you? You know, not everyone's a perfect match for us. You know that um, we are. So, you know, Sarah's the person to reach out to. S-A-R-A, no H on the end. She'll kill you. <laughs> she hates Definitely. that. Perfect, perfect. All right, I will put those in the notes and we'll be good to go. So again, thank you, Valerie, for taking the time to chat with me. I appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I've had a fun time too. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Hour podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.